Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast for June 14th, 2015. Buffalo Bills OTAs just wrapped up, and I'm here with my friend Adam Deacon. As always, hopefully every time. Sometimes it'll be a little solo action from me, but what's up, Deaky? Just cooling. Nice, nice. So the OTAs just wrapped up. Some quick news. Obviously, we expected it. Darius was suspended for one game. Corbin Bryant will fill in. Um, if you don't know, Darius was suspended, contrary to what you read on Pro Football Talk comments, if you keep up on that site. People are saying you're suspended for PEDs, which I am 99.9% sure it's the synthetic marijuana bust. And whatever your opinion is on that, which is, well, marijuana is practically legal in a few states and it's obviously turning the corner and it's unfortunate he had to smoke the synthetic stuff which is a controlled substance and got busted for it so wrap your head around that what do you think it stinks life goes on yeah hopefully he learned from his mistake old news you know we knew it was going to happen but finally happened uh also I don't know if you guys heard the LaShawn McCoy interview or on the Bills website, they cut out the beginning of it. But if you hear, he snapped at, he didn't, he didn't snap. He got a little snippy though. Well, he's sick of talking about Chip Kelly and I don't blame him, but he did call out saying the guy was a racist and didn't want to admit to talking about it or elaborate on it. it it's called cover your ass. Okay. Some somebody somebody told him not not to say anything more about it. I don't know if that's someone within the Bills organization, his agent maybe, but someone said, "Hey, you know, don't do that." And yeah, I don't blame it, but at the same time, I respect I respect LaShawn McCoy for saying clearly, "Hey, I'm not talking about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to." And the way I look at it is he dropped bombshells about Chip Kelly how many times? I mean, are you still going to try to milk this Chip Kelly story to death? I didn't hear about it for a couple weeks. And, you know, you got Sal Marano over there at the Rochester DNC and Jerry Sullivan, who, quite frankly, um, how can I say it? I Try not to be too harsh. I don't want to call them morons, but... They're just the most negative people about the Bills ever. It seems like it's a pain in their ass to cover the team. And they're always negative. When I would crush to have to drive out to these press conferences just to hear about the team. And Sal will say, oh, well, you know, it's really painful covering the team. They just, you know, they keep making bad moves. Yeah, whatever, dude. It's a great job. And you get to cover it and get paid for it. And we're fans here sitting here. We're never going to get paid for this. You kidding me? So take it how you want it. I'm glad that LaShawn McCoy pretty much took a dump on them and said, yeah, leave me alone. I'm not talking about it. But that's all I got to say about McCoy. Um, They also picked up Buchanan, who was released from the the Patriots. Played three games for the Pats. Probably going to back up Jerry Hughes. And Rex Ryan says he has three things, the rush ability, drop ability, and the length. And if you watch Manny Lawson play, that guy's got length too. So to give you an idea, sounds pretty solid to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Manny Lawson, too. Love that guy. Way underrated. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna get his this year though. He's gonna get his time. He played really good with Mike Patton's scheme, which right. was obviously Rex's scheme. Yeah, in interviews with uh John Murphy, Bobby April the third, yes the son to Bobby April, the special teams coach with Jerron in town. Um him and Dennis Thurman have referenced the same thing, saying that Rex and the Bills are going to go back to the more of like the Ravens style hybrid defense that they had, more attacking. That's a championship defense right there. Yeah. So that should be really interesting to watch. Definitely, that's going to be that's going to be crushing. Another, building off building off where they were at last year, I could only imagine these guys playing more aggressive. Oh my god, you know. Well, the big knock was uh, under Patton was the run defense wasn't that good, but Rex Ryan has had a really good run defense that uh, every year. So, I mean, I guess that could be the leak difference between Rex Ryan and Mike Patton is, yes, he learned from Rex, but Rex's scheme is clearly more run defense solid. And what Rex has never had is four defensive linemen like we have. Yeah, speaking of our defensive linemen, all four of those guys made the uh, NFL Top 100. First time that's ever happened. Really? Four defensive linemen from one team I didn't know making that list. Time. Wow! In the history of that list, give it up. I mean, I'm so glad Jerry Hughes resigned. Um, and another note too, I was hearing is Mario Williams. If you're ever wondering about restructuring for contract, obviously. Every episode, somehow a contract gets brought up. But I was hearing that the guy from Spot Track was again on the Murphy show. And he referenced the fact that if you look into it on SpotTrack.com, Mario Williams is out of, he already got paid his guaranteed money. So what they could do is they can extend him and give him more guaranteed money or just restructure and give him more guaranteed money up front. So he takes a lesser cap hit, which could go towards Darius. And, oh, I believe the salary cap goes up $10 million as well. So out there warning about Darius, Cordy Glenn, and Nigel Bradham, which are the big three, I think. And then, obviously, Gilmer, you don't got to worry till the next year. Right. I, I see big things happening. Right. The Bills are going to be really strapped the next couple of years. It's gonna be it's gonna be two years before they really have any like real open cap space. Well, Doug Whaley said they want to be like the Packers and keep re-signing their own. I, I didn't think they would re-sign Randall Cobb. I thought he'd get away, but he stayed. Yeah, I mean, you know, pretty pretty solid if if that's what can happen. Yeah, that would that would be ideal. Um, you know, keep keeping a lot of these guys. You know, in in there as a unit, that's that's how teams win, you know? Well, the team chemistry, which if you talk with guys before free agency, you hear interviews of older players, they say, you know, we had years to develop chemistry with each other. In fact, Dennis Thurman mentioned that, too, in an interview, that when he played defensive back, was, you know, your teammates with these guys sometimes are six or seven years. I mean... You're going to develop, you're going to know where everybody is, 
And that defensive line, I'm so glad they stay intact. And, you know, that, the defense should be great. Right. It feels like we're finally building something. Because, I mean, this team has been a revolving door for years. Well, I mean, the quarterback position, this is the first time we've had, you know, this many guys returning on the defense. Yep, and everybody's young. You know, and most importantly, how about everybody has played together for such a long time that, you know, you have smart football players out there because Doug Way, we just, on top of Buddy Nix, just kept stacking talent and stacking talent and stacking talent. And credit to the scouts because Nigel Brandon was a very low pick. And, you know, figure half after the halfway point of the draft, you're getting a player who's stuck around, you know, him, obviously Kyle Williams, you know, and he he made the trade for Jerry Hughes, you know. He was considered a bust with the Colts. And this guy, he's slacked all the talent where, I mean, honestly, on paper, Preston Brown looks great too. I mean, that guy, yeah. everybody, hopefully, if they can maintain where they were and get better, Gilmore keeps evolving. I think they're set. You add Rex Ryan's mind to it, game over. We just need to have that defense get off the field. The Maroon years and the Duran years are very similar. The defenses were solid. And then we had the opposite with Gailey, where the offenses were solid, and you depended on the defense too much. So, I mean, I just hope this coach, can we can just put it together. You know, offense with quarterbacks, we don't know, but it should be great. Yeah, I don't even want I don't even want to speculate on quarterbacks. There's enough other speculation on quarterbacks going on out there. Well, I think it's I think on the you know, that that's tough with the quarterbacks. You have to be obviously the smartest guy in the field, but on defense you got smart guys back there. You want to get your best eleven on the field. They're talking about moving, you know, who I think is very, very smart, like a quarterback smart, is Corey Graham. They want to move him to safety, like I've been saying, Deacon's been saying, and he actually got reps at OTAs. Yeah. Yeah, he he did well out there. Um, you know, he he made it look easy is, is, how he, is how he put it. He said it's easy for him. He just – he – he has a knack for them. I mean, he had two picks when he was on the Ravens against Peyton Manning. And when the Bills played Peyton Manning, I was like, I feel Corey Grant's going to sniff out an interception this game. Just, he has a guy's number. And that's three picks I know of. Yeah. You know, and you could say that that game clearly sent them, you know, how many safeties have we had or corners have we had where big picks don't happen? They just get dropped. That guy is, he's, I think, very underrated. So, if you move him to safety and he can pick it up, which, I mean, think about this. You're going to have everybody, you know, your top two safeties with Aaron Williams, Corey Graham, right? They both played corner first. They have a cornerback mentality. They can challenge yeah. these guys, and that's great. Yeah, they can really, they can really get up in there. Just stick on them. I mean, yeah. whatever it yeah, takes. Yeah, get their, get their hands on the football. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. What would you think about the Bills picking up 
Matt Sims. Oh, man. <laughs> I know, it's a Sims. Well, the one thing that I'm really relieved about is uh, I get on the... I get on the message boards a lot. A waste of time. But okay. I don't. I don't have to read any more posts about. Maybe Tool will be the starter. Hey, when I went to training camp, the first year was Tool and EJ. Honestly, and Cobb was hurt by the time I made it. Jeff Tool threw a better ball than EJ Manuel. I'm sorry, and I know it's against softer competition in practice, but. He just had touch on the ball. People might think I'm nuts. I'm also the same guy who wanted Brian Brom to start over Fitz and trying to words. I was like, oh, this kid's got it. So keep that in mind. I've always believed in Tool. R.I.P. Tool time. Have fun in Jacksonville. Good luck out there. Sorry. Oof. I know. I don't want to say his name that used to coach the Bills. Uh, you know, he, he who shall remain out. nameless. Yeah. But, so, yeah, Sims. Matt Sims. So, I have a wild theory. I think Matt Sims is here because he has a strong arm. That's what all the reports say. If you hear any of the Sims talk about him, they clearly don't take a breath when they talk and just motor on with their confidence. But Rex Ryan knows a guy, and he must know if he's smarter than Jeff Tool, I would hope, or David Lee, the quarterback's coach, who's worked with both of those guys. And Deacon brought up a point, which we'll break down in a sec, about contracts. And if they let Matt Castle go, they save a lot of money. But at the same time, what if they plan on letting one of the top three go, and then you have Matt Sims as the backup, which if you let Castle go, he's – you know, Castle's up there in age. Matt Sims still might be able to develop. Or maybe the coaches think that maybe Matt Sims is even smarter than EJ Manuel. It's very possible. And if if you hear what Rex Ryan says about the quarterbacks, he, he would not be shocked if the top three are kept on the roster, you know, minus Matt Sims. Right. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me, but it also wouldn't surprise me to see any one of them go at this point. I mean, there's about, I think, $4 million to be saved by cutting Castle. What's his projection about? What's that? Like his cap hit. What is it? 500000 if you cut him? Yeah, uh, 500000 500, dead cap if, if you cut Castle. EJ would be like $5 million dead cap. Right. And plus, again, EJ's younger, but it's right. I gotta say, listening to a month of since the OTAs and all that of interviews about the quarterback position. I mean, personally, I hate to talk quarterback all the time because it's so gone over. But just to wrap this up. You know, nobody has been raving about one of the guys, and that's the scary part. No one said Tyrod Taylor's look great. No one said Castles look great. No one said EJ looks great. I hear Tyrod has an instinct to run real quick, and EJ Manuel has very slow eyes, which is scary um, because sometimes I feel like he just – looks so nervous and I hope that's just 
my theory with Barone is just I think the players were just too they, – they didn't know where they needed to be. Right. It was bad coaching on the offensive side because everybody regressed since since he got there. But then you hear about Castle too. Who's and, been inconsistent. Some days yeah. he's, he's on, some days he's off is, is what I'm hearing, you know. And I just want somebody. I, and at this point, yeah, would it be the most beneficial for EJ? Yes. I mean, we talked about it a million times. He's got the physique of Cam Newton. He's just slow upstairs. And, you know, a lot of people would say, well, after EJ left Florida State, Winston came in, and he's not making half-field reads. The playbook's wide open for the guy. And he is just crushing so, I mean, the Bills might have made a boo-boo drafting manual, but how do we know until you get them? And hopefully with new coaching, we could throw out the first two years. So, I just hope one of whoever wins it, I will support it at this point. I mean, there's, what are we going to do? Be done. You can't get anybody else. I'm glad that they're spending their money, you know, and trying to keep everything else intact. Well, I mean, we got a we got a top defense. We got a top backfield. We got some really good players at the skill positions. We got to make it. We got to make whoever whoever's in there. We got to make it be enough. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be everything. We don't have to rely on the passing game. We just have to have slightly above average. Kyle Orton plus one. You know, yeah. I, I think it'll be great because Greg Roman, he, he made a lot out of Kaepernick. And, and again, Alex Smith left for dead. Every time we bring up Greg Roman, I say that. And then not, not to mention Frank Gore, too. Yeah, and Frank Gore, that guy is pretty much RoboCop with his knees. Right, you know right. they've oh yeah his his knees are shot oh his knees are shot really are they because the way he was used I mean and if you watch them you almost think like Tyrod Taylor is similar to Colin Kaepernick or even Castle similar to Alex Smith but Alex Smith will always get the nod I guess for athleticism and if you look at draft status where he was drafted. And I kind of think E.J. Manuel could be a blend of both. In a perfect world, he's just got a lot of rip, and, and that would be the best option for that kid. He would be the best, best option. Unfortunately, with our luck, he'll get really good, and then we'll have to sign him for a bunch of stupid money. <laughs> but hopefully he'll get He'll get that Cam Newton contract to match his Cam oh. Newton physique. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully it works out, but... What are your thoughts on the offensive line? What about Evan Mathis being released from the Eagles? 33 years old. But I don't think that bothers me from what I've read. And, you know, he's a a late bloomer. Yeah. You know what I mean? He really is a late bloomer. It would be... It would be cool to... guard position. It would be cool to bring him in. Um, But, you know, Rex is saying that that Incognito is playing well. Keep hearing good things about Miller that we drafted in the third round there. I don't want to say we're set at the guard position. He would be a nice guy to pick up. It would be a great addition, but 
how much money do you want to spend on them? Right. It's just, it, it comes down to value at this point. All I care about is at the end of the season, we're not looking at the cap like, wow, great. We could have used Evan Mathis, dude. And allegedly- I mean, I'm, I'm the type of dude who will just be like, but it isn't my money, so sign him. You know, well, that's but that's I, that's where you and I agree. I gotta I gotta be realistic here. Like, is it is it gonna be worth it? Is he gonna is he gonna be x x number of times better than what what we have now? Here here's the thing I will say is I don't care what anybody says. It, it, if you some people would speculate that, okay, John Miller has come on strong, like real strong, and, and at the guard spot. And he was a Bill's third-round pick this year, good value. And, you know, it could be Rex Ryan talking his usual stuff. But, I, I mean, the, the stuff that we like now that he's on our team. But he was saying that him and Roman, after the meeting with John Miller for the pre-draft process, so I think he knows more about the offense than we do. Or at least that's at least what Greg Roman said to Rocks, you know. And that guy is, again, a smart smart player, and he's come off to a solid start. But do not ever think that because he's showing potential in OTAs or whatever, the pads are not even on, that you would not have Evan Mathis over, I hate to talk like this, but over a quote-unquote third-round pick. You know, because I hate when people put, like, just number value on their, when they got drafted. You know, their draft round. Oh, he's just a seventh-round pick. Yeah, well, he might have slipped. Kyle Williams has short arms. That's why he slipped. And he's short. Short Shorter. You know what I mean? He's still a monster. But you get what I'm saying? It's like, you're going to take the guy who's been to the Pro Bowl a few times, even at 33, where he can play a little bit older than the guy who's the third-round pick with quote-unquote potential. Right. You know, so don't ever let them fool you. No, I I know. And then looking at depth, what do we have there? Craig Urbic. Craig Urbic. Which, which is good praise. Because I, I think Craig Urbic is, was, should have been a starting guard the whole time. Is he great? No. He's one of the scrap heaps that... Buddy Nick's picked up from the Steelers a few years ago, but with him and Reinhardt, I forgot who Reinhardt was with, but we he needs to be there though because that's our backup plan. If anything happens to Wood, that that is who is going to be able to yep. step in at center. Like he need he needs to stay on on the depth. Hey, chart. and he's under contract. And again, Urbic was the if you flash back to just about a year ago at training camp. Urbic was part of the argument between Marone and the front office. You know, he started Cyril Richardson, and we saw that tire fire. Sorry, Cyril, but, you know, it is what it is. You're learning. You're new. You're a rookie. And you were thrown in there, honestly, unfairly, but I'm not in the locker room. I don't know what goes on. Maybe I'm – clearly I'm not a football coach, so what do I know? Maybe Urbic did suck that much. Who knows? But you got Urbic there. And you also got inc- you got Incognito, who Rex said some really good things about. Yeah. It, you know, he knows better than we do, right? Yeah. Or, or maybe not. Well, here's how I look at it. Incognito- you got to remember, we know 
everything. Richie, I always like Richie Incognito. I like that dirty player edge. Um, I, I've talked about him before, but my yeah. my belief with him, I don't, is, I don't like the hard eyes, but no, that's never acceptable. You know, I don't like hearing about the sexual harassment, but it could. You know, I don't want to condone it whatsoever, but. It, it's you know, like, who hasn't said something that could be taken th- that way, though? Well, allegedly, he took the golf club and kind of fondled it. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong, if my girlfriend walks in front of me and no one's looking, I got a hockey stick in my hand, a lamp, a microphone, a finger, whatever. I'm going to swipe Okay, right okay, down. okay. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. I'm going to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't do that to some random person. Right, right. Or random lady. Now... Was she random? Did they hook up the night before? Not going to say they did or didn't. What do I know? But maybe he eventually got nasty to her and she's like, yeah, this dude's a creep. Like, get him out of here. And he was definitely intoxicated. Well, how can I say definitely? I wasn't there. But, you know, a year and a half out of football, you're going to get humbled. And I like that this guy's on a second chance and he's got a second. he'll, He'll tell you himself he's on his 10th chance. He either learned his lesson or said all the right things. We'll we'll see. And the way I look at it is that guy, that's good value they picked up. So if they picked up Evan Mathis with Incognito, I mean, you would look down that depth chart for the guards and even be psyched. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with Cyril Richardson. I have no clue. Yeah, I don't. You know, just keep in mind that Doug Whaley picked up these guys through Doug Marone's suggestion, too. Yeah. They say Quanjo's looking good at tackle. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, Sean, Chantrell Henderson's the man. Yeah, you know, I, I, think Hender, I think Henderson should start. I don't think it should be a competition. But at the same time, if you make it like you're not giving him, Henderson, the job when, with a guy who, you know, Went to the University of Miami, seventh-round pick, first-round draft pick potential. Very high, highly recruited out of high school. Like, one of the top dudes, you know, of his year. Like, the top, like, athlete, not even just for his position. So, you look at that kid at the right side, and if he screwed up before, you don't want to trigger and just hand it to him. You want to make him earn it. So, it's nice to see that the second-round pick is in the fold. And actually... Quanjo worked his tail off in the offseason, did a lot. He's coming in in shape, and he said in an interview recently with uh, John Murphy that, hey, I didn't have the right mentality at first. I had no clue, like, what I needed to be doing, essentially. Like, I wasn't ready for it. And when you're drafted in the second round, I mean, that's still a decently high draft pick for an NFL player. You, You probably think, okay, I got it. But he did some growing. What do you think about Cordy Glenn? I think he's cemented in. Yeah, I don't know. I heard he I heard he struggled a little bit during the OTAs, but did he? I mean, he's always he's always performed well. He uh, he'll bounce back. He's got the most. Here's the thing: is he has the he, he was at the left side under Chan Gailey with Joe D. Alessandros, the offensive line coach, who's now with the Chargers. He did really good with him his rookie year and he started at left tackle with Marone obviously the last two years uh Chris Brown says he 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 looks at it like 
Cordy Glenn is the left side tackle. Even though they say they're shuffling guys around, whatever, whatever, he is the starting left tackle. And the strength and conditioning coaches told him he came into practice. You know, he came back. I shouldn't say practice. He came back in the best shape out of everybody. I mean, that's that's definitely good to that that that's good to hear because he's always been solid. He's always been solid. And I I really think you know. No, I wish I he's, could. He's earned his stripes. I wish I could break it down though because. In Marone's scheme, he regressed, and in Chan Gailey's scheme, I don't know. I don't like. I'm too so long ago, but I don't remember any knocks, and honestly, I don't have the knowledge. I I wonder under Chan Gailey's scheme if he got out for screens, good, you know, because Chan Gailey would do screens all the time. Yeah, and if they drafted him with Gailey there, then he fit that scheme. So with Greg Roman, I look at this guy like a he could be molded into a better running you know a run blocking tackle you know like he could really excel in that and right making that corner there right right because he's great in pass production solid kid that kid will have a big enormous contract coming up you know so it'll be quite interesting to see yeah and he knows that and you'll you'll see him you'll see him milk that fact on the field i'm sure I hope he he plays great. I hope the Bills can keep him. But it's nice to know that Colangelo's coming into form, allegedly. Again, the pads aren't on yet. That's what the coaches keep repeating. Pads are not on. So who knows what happens on real hitting, real things, injuries, obviously, unfortunately, which we don't hope for. But Cordy oh. Glenn should be solid. Obviously, Eric Wood's going to stay in the center spot. You know, incognito at the left guard, Miller at the right guard, who loves to run block. That's a strong point. And then hopefully, my money's on Henderson. That dude is a beast. He is so big. Yeah. Monster. What do you think about the wide receivers? What's your thoughts with that? Solid, solid bunch. I don't even, I don't even know who's gonna. I I was talking about this with my with my dad the other day. I don't, I don't even know what that depth chart's gonna look like. Who's gonna be where? I mean, for me, Watkins and Woods, top two guys. Right. Um. Then after that, I don't even know. I mean, Goodwin does his thing. He what can, about Harvin? You don't know if he's going to come under fruition as a consistent receiver, huh? I can't. I can't sell myself on it. I would. I would love to see it ha- happen. I mean, his highlight reel is like the most exciting thing you can watch. But then there's just he, he is he gonna is he gonna be there or is he gonna is he gonna come run run the little end around and disappear? You know. Well, what I like about Harvin is he's, again, a thick dude, you know. And when he touches the ball, he runs like a running back. Yeah. You know, and he blazes. Thing is, is he's never worked consistently until, I guess, with Sanjay Lau, the the Jets wide receivers coach, and when he was with the Jets and now with the Bills. 
you know, he didn't really work on his route running, and he said that this guy has really helped him turn the corner. And the way I look at it is if you have Watkins and Harvin out there, and then you have Woods as your slot receiver, which is Steve Johnson 2.0. But I would pick Steve Johnson just because I always call them, not going to call him 7-Eleven, but that dude is always open. He's always open. So many times sitting in the stands, you see the guy just like, okay, ball? Oh, threw it too late. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, yeah. He's always open. So, Woods is very, very good at being a route runner. But I, I think Hogan keeps working his tail off. I, I just, you that guy's not going away. Yeah, I, I, I could go either way on it. I, I, I want to see Marquise Goodwin succeed. That's, I keep rooting for the guy, and I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but. Well, Rex Ryan did compliment his route running. He's like, you know, this kid is not just speed. He can run routes and, and, oh, wow, if he gets behind you, it's over. Yeah. And you know what I like about him is is he's tough. He's a tough kid. But, yeah, you got the injuries. In an interview, he also said recently, hey, I was not injured nearly as much as they made it seem. He's like, I could have played. And he had only one catch, you know, and it yeah. got to a point where yeah. Marone actually called him out. Well, you got to be healthy to play. Well, yeah, sure, Doug. Like, you can't really control that. So you can't take that personal. But that guy's not here. Clean slate for everybody. And Marquis Goodwin, again, we're used to these guys. Roscoe Parrish, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought <laughs> when they picked up Goodwin. Roscoe 2.0. But this guy actually seems to be healthier. Only two years in, though. But I don't know who I would take between between him or Hogan. You would have to go with Goodwin, I would think, because of the speed. Hogan's a workhorse, though. But I could see Hogan being the number one, two, three, four, five, and then keep in easily if you only keep six, which easily is a lock at special teams. Right. I mean, I see... I see Thigpen probably falling off this year. Well, he did have that return for a touchdown last year, which was mint. But how many kick returners do you need? Right, I I see him I see him falling off. I don't think that Des Lewis kid makes it. It would be nice to have a size receiver for the well, red seventh zone, round pick. You could develop him practice squad, which you're gonna knock yeah, somebody else off, like that, Caleb Holly, you know the Alaskan kid, and a couple other people. Um. So, I, I look at it like, I think it should be Watkins, Harvin, Woods, Goodwin, Hogan, solid possession receiver, and Marcus Easley. And honestly, I don't think Marcus Easley's been given a fair shot either at, at receiver, but there's got to be a reason they don't play him. Obviously, the special teams value, but right. two coaching staffs and he can't make the field. So I, I agree with that, except I, I would put Woods at number two and Harvin at number three. Robert Woods is that dude. He's nice. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I do like the options. How many tight ends do you think they'll keep? <sighs> I think they I think they go with uh 
Clay, obviously. Yep, big money. Chris Gregg. And you think then, Greg makes the team? Yeah, I do. And I think okay. I think Marquise Gray makes the team too. Really? Yeah. What about Nick O'Leary? Oh, yeah, and Nick O'Leary. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept four tight ends. I mean, you're going to probably lose. We're going to probably lose Bryce Brown here. We're going to probably lose. I don't think they're keeping two fullbacks at all. I don't, yeah, think no, two, I don't think two fullbacks is an option. I think John Connor's just there for uh, for camp. Yeah, because keep in mind they're running. They're running two offenses. Three he, offenses. Well, all three he's quarterbacks gonna, are on the field. He's going to be playing the Jerome Felton role on the, on right, the two right. squads. Right, and also so. if they keep Anthony Dixon, Booby Dixon, you know. Which follow that guy's Instagram. If you don't follow Booby Dixon on Instagram, you're not on Instagram. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. You're not doing it right. You're, you're you're doing something wrong. Go hit your head against the wall and try again. But this guy, I mean, Booby Dixon doubled as a fullback in San Francisco. He told Greg Roman and Harbaugh, "I want to get on the field. I'll do whatever it takes. Just just get me on the field." So the way I look at it is, Connors gets caught. He's going to get caught. I think he's just a camp body, unfortunately. But, hey, if Felton gets hurt, somebody else gets hurt, it is what it is. But I think we have everything going for us. I We finally have an A-plus coaching staff. We finally, at least a rock star head coach who's seen it. And on one last note about Rex Ryan and to wrap this up, Rex Ryan kind of confirmed when you read the tea leaves and in between the lines what I suspected happened in New York, which was he says if he had to do it over again, you know, if there's any issues he has, if there's any issues he has, that he's going to talk with ownership more because... He was friends and tight with Woody Johnson, but when he lost Tannenbaum, ended up with Idzak, and, you know, they're just shipping out his corners, which yeah, is kind of weird was... that Cromartie and Revis are back now that Rex isn't there. Great. Cool. It was a wrap after that. Yeah. So it's like, he, he's like, you know, we have to be on the same page. And I feel like Rex is with the right guy because Whaley gets compliments from Rex all the time, and it's making me suspect exactly what I thought about Whaley. Coming in, being solid, it's Marone not using the guys right, and hopefully this just all comes down where Rex gets the guys he needs or wants, which Whaley says in turn, hey, just get me, Rex says, just get me good players and we'll make them fit, and and I hope this is something where we're talking about Rex Ryan as a coach in a few years because he's got great press conferences, great everything. So hopefully he's learned from his mistakes on try two here and everything works out. Figure out the quarterback spot, which is a million-dollar question. <laughs> May the best man win. Yep. But anything else, Deacon? That's it. All right. Thank you, guys. Please check us out. Numb Bills fan on Twitter. Tell your friends, please. And also check our Facebook fan page. And also, no Instagram. I don't know if we're going to do an Instagram for it. But our Twitter does have the mayor of Toronto. 
eating chicken wings as a background. Salad. With me eating a hot dog at Nathan's at Coney Island, but it's pretty Salad. sweet. Salad. And I think it was actually a chili dog, too. But I felt good. But check us out. Numbillsfan.podbean.com or search iTunes. Numbillsfan. And that should be it. That's Deacon over there. He's great. That's me. I love him. Not sure if we will have one before minicamp, but we'll definitely have another one after minicamp. I might fly solo on it just to get some content up. Um, things are going to get really interesting and just hope that a quarterback pulls ahead. And Someone's got to emerge. Someone needs to emerge. But that's it. Have a good one.